1: are listening to Linux in the Shack. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD.
0: Well, hello everybody and welcome. You have tuned in to episode number 472 of the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet. This is Linux in the Hamshack, and we thank you for joining us this week. We have our short topics episode. So we're going to give you some news and, and, worldly things to talk about from amateur radio, open source, and a blend of the two. But before we jump into our topics, let's jump into who we are. I'm Russ K5TUX.
2: I'm Cheryl W5MOO.
0: And I'm Bill NE4RD. All right, so I think we're just going to go ahead and dive right in. We don't have a big, fat lead topic for the episode tonight, but there is like Field Day.
2: Field Day, <laughs> <laughs> not too far off either.
0: Yeah, not <laughs> next, too next far. Next weekend, yeah, yeah, or this coming weekend, right? <laughs> this This coming weekend, yes, that's right. And we don't really have anything to say about that other than it's coming. <laughs> but if you don't know that Field Day is coming, you probably weren't going to participate anyway. But I, I let's see. Are we participating? I I doubt it. Are we doing anything this next weekend? I know we're doing stuff the uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But well, I, I hey, guess I can, have to hit.
2: Hey, you might have to hit the AWRL uh, Field Day Locator and see if you can find one close by.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I, there's shelf. the local club is is setting up. So I mean, I could definitely go over there. But if I'm doing something from the house, it's going to be six meters only because I'm <laughs> <laughs> still no. sort of off air. But.
2: That's a free band on, uh, on field day, <laughs> VHF.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I don't, I don't think I'm going to be working six meters on field day, but who knows? <laughs> Stranger things have happened, but let's go ahead and dive into some topics. And we usually start off with amateur radio. And this episode, of course, is not going to be any different. So I guess we'll, we'll, we'll put Bill to the test. We'll put his feet to the fire and let him read this first one.
2: <laughs> well we we're lucky this uh this this particular episode to get a couple of stories uh, via press releases from uh, Dan KB6NU of the ARDC and this first one is uh, GNU Radio aims to improve accessibility and usability. Uh GNU Radio is always striving to be accessible to everyone regardless of which operating system they are using and how much experience they have with wireless communications and digital signal processing. This includes Windows and Mac OS users who have not had adequate support, despite the fact that nearly all K through 12 students either use Windows or Mac OS computers. And that's probably not necessarily true. I know uh, my daughter's school is all uh, Google, Google computers. <laughs> so they're all Chromebooks. Anyway, uh, GNU radio developers have identified several improvements that will make the software more accessible and easier to maintain. These improvements include Easier installation of GNU Radio on Windows and macOS computers. uh, Easier installation of -of out-of-tree modules, or OOTs. Better documentation to make GNU Radio easier to use. And usability features for GNU Radio Companion, the GRC. Uh, the, The improvements were chosen because while they were under development already, progress on them has been hindered by lack of specialized expertise. Uh, This grant from ARDC will allow GNU Radio to hire developers with expertise needed to push these developments forward. For example, hiring a usability expert that will give GNU Radio Companion, the project's graphical user interface, a much improved user experience. For each improved improvement project, one or more mentors, who will be volunteers from the GNU Radio leadership or core developer team, will guide the work. These mentors will help the contractors stay aligned to the project goals and offer feedback back at periodic intervals. And, of course, this was a press release by the ARDC via Dan KB6NU, who sent that to me an email. And I could not find a specific link on the website yet. So i <laughs> will have to see where uh,
0: where they're pushing these press releases out uh, if it's not on the ARDC webpage, page. Did, did we just not have enough in... Uh- later segments because this this one i think is more linux in the hamshack than amateur radio but
2: well it's amateur radio and the fact that they're talking about windows and mac os
0: <laughs> well but it's so. GNU radio which is open source so
2: yeah yeah it could be one of these hybrid topics but uh, i figured <laughs> i would include it here since uh, there was sort of a lack of amateur radio topics that i could find out there i mean you know we just came off of a hot and heavy weekend of uh, vhf contesting which i think we all kind of participated in and uh, i think the news story sort of died <laughs> from the weekend uh so i didn't really uh, i didn't really see anything so i was uh taking uh taking these for granted that uh, dan sent these to me over the over the weekend here so <laughs> these are the, the 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 most up-to-date news that i can find
0: all right well i mean that certainly works so let's just go ahead and move on i, I was literally just making this episode longer <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> no no other reason to make that comment at all so all right so the next topic we have in amateur radio is another press release from from dan kb6 and you it yeah i'm not gonna go there uh it's uh science is elementary mr watson Aided by a grant from Amateur Radio Digital Communication (ARDC), Science and Elementary (SIE) will publish "Jasmine and Jose Build a Radio," targeted at seven-year-olds, specifically seven-year-olds. She can't be six and a half or nine. <laughs> or <what?
2: laughs> there's a there's a there's a nuance to the book industry. So, yeah,
0: this is kind of very specific stuff. Uh, apparently so. The book will be the next volume in the SIE book series, which features diverse protagonists who solve problems using science. Science! Science! (laughs) The series provides high-quality, hands-on, offline science content that enables students underrepresented in the sciences to see themselves as scientists. In addition, the book will include an adult companion to engage families. All books include materials needed to do the experiments, ensuring that families, even those with limited means, can participate. In this book, Jasmine and Jose visit a family friend who is an amateur radio operator. They'll be intrigued. They will be intrigued by the radio and build a simple one on their own. Children will learn basic science and follow along with Jasmine and Jose's step-by-step illustrated instructions to build their own radio. Funding for this project will enable SIE to produce 2,240 kits. That will include the books, adult companions in English and Spanish, and all materials needed to complete all the hands-on projects. The kits will be distributed free of charge to students in Title I schools in the San Francisco Bay Area, while the Book and Adult Companion will be available in PDF format for free online. Oh, for free online. I felt like there was another word coming, (laughs) like for free online download or something. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. The grant will also fund on-site field trips for fourth-grade students. These two- to three-hour-long activities will take place at schools. Rather than requiring students to leave school for a field trip. Oh boo. <laughs> Kids always want to go out of school. you know, Absolutely. recess, lunch, uh, just for the hell of it. what? <laughs> it's like just being in the building is the worst part of being in school. Uh, students will work in teams to design and build a radio using simple components after learning the fundamental science behind radio. The lessons track the next generation science standards. NGSS. <laughs> NGSS which set expectations for what students should know and be able to do. And again, that was a press release from Dan KB6NU, Cuba 6 nu Cuba 6 nu
2: Keba6nu. Yeah. KB6new.
0: yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Thanks, thanks, Dan, for sending those along. Those great. Uh, no links apparently with these, but I think if as soon as there are actual resources we can point to, I'll I'll update the show notes where you can find more information on these. All right, very good. I think if we're going to have Cheryl do anything, it's going to have to be the second story in open source. That makes sense. Yeah, so let's have you, Bill, do <laughs> the first one because it's one of those. It's one of those. It's one of those stories. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so
2: uh, this is a this is about a release of Shotcut version twenty two oh four twenty two dot oh four dot twenty five because you know we can't have enough numbers in the semantic uh, versioning system. And it's now available for download. Shotcut is one of these uh, video applications I tried out in the early days and had all kinds of random issues with it. And uh, was kind of excited to see how much further it's kind of gone. Um, unfortunately, I can't report on that because I, I, I have some videos in queue to edit, but I <laughs> have not used it. I did load it up in so i will have a future report on this to uh, see how well it works but uh, yeah this version is simply a collection of several fixes uh this is uh, they fix the uh open other audio video devices and timeline record audio not working on mac os doesn't really affect uh, us linux users but uh another couple couple things on mac os we'll try to fast forward here uh fixed filters so they fix some of the uh the uh, fixed uh, the filters that you can paste filters uh, on top of uh, segments, uh, the, one of them would be the uh, normalized two pass, which of course affects audio, the chroma key, uh, simple uh, crop source, uh, in case you want to like zoom or crop into a video uh, mask applies and uh, time a remap a uh, bunch of other little fixes here. Uh, let's see, we got uh, they fix the export on uh, for the quality uh, visual bit rates. Uh, for mac os it was like a lot of mac os fixes geez um anything else here interesting added detected loudness and normalization gain status fields to normalize so that's in the two pass audio filter and that's uh highly appreciated because i know uh, i generally always run a uh a normalize against the audio on all segments of videos so it uh <laughs> helps even things out so when uh, you don't quite have uh, even audio but i do have a uh, like i say i have a, a few videos in queue to, to edit for the, uh, for the community theater that, uh, will definitely need some, uh, normalization because <laughs> some kids don't speak so loud and some kids speak very loud. And, uh, yeah, same thing with adults. It's, uh, it's, it's one of those things. So I will definitely report back on this, uh, this update and I hope that Shotcut, uh, works better for me as it has not in the past. So I'm kind of, uh, kind of excited to kind of try it again and, and give it some a whirl on some real videos that I, that I care about editing. So uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's it. Uh, Shotcut version 22.04.25 is out. So uh, if you're, uh, if you use some other editor in Linux for doing videos or interested in editing videos, this is uh, another open source product to try, uh, Shotcut. I know I generally use Live for what I normally do. And my son is a big DaVinci Resolve user. So <laughs> we have a, we already have a mix in this house. So I'm going to throw a third one in the pile here so uh shortcut there you go
0: all right very nice on Shotcut. there that's something i haven't actually tried but i'm going to check it out now that i have seen a story about it and they've made all these things and since we've we've had a couple of stories here about mac os and like the you said you said something it's like well we don't worry about these mac os changes because we were on linux well i happen to run linux on my mac you know on my mac just like you do so yes but don't have, I, I don't run any actual ham radio apps on my my mac os machine here that i record with so
2: yeah i tried at one point and they just didn't end up very well <laughs> i tried rum log and stuff like that and i just uh
0: yeah i couldn't get into it you know it's <laughs> funny when people complain about the fact that or they think there's a dearth of applications for linux in the ham radio space and then we point out the fact that no, there's really lots and lots and lots of applications for ham radio in the in the amateur radio space. If you want a real challenge, try macOS. <laughs>
1: so, yeah,
0: the pool starts to get very small. Yeah,
2: <laughs> you know, you got a, you got a few commercial apps that I think work pretty well. Um, but yeah, like Rumlog is the free logging app, I think, and um, that that was my basically the last time I experienced it was with that as my primary logging and. Yeah, I just, I, it was good. It was okay, but it was like, uh, yeah, it wasn't worth it for me to not have everything else that obviously Linux can allow me to do uh, in the same place. So I was always trying to figure out, like, well, I need this app. And I was like, oh, I, I don't want to buy an app. <laughs> you know? Right. Maybe I'm just cheap. I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, I thought that was one of the tenets of being an amateur radio operator is you're cheap.
2: Right? Yeah, I think it is. It actually is. It's a good trait. <laughs> it's, a, it's a frugal frugal uh, person, not cheap. right we're yes. just frugal
0: we're, you have to use one of those money. one of those soft fuzzy words that uh george carlin always <laughs> talked about yeah it's not it's not yeah. cheap it's frugal right <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> all right anyway moving on let's talk about wundergraaf i assume it's supposed to be spoken with a proper german inflection Wundergraf. <laughs> the wundergraaf uh, the next generation API developer platform is open source. It's liftoff today. We're proud to announce the WunderGraph is now open source. We've decided to release it using the Apache 2.0 license and build a great community around the API developer toolkit at its core WunderGraph combines the API gateway pattern with the backend for front end BFF best friends forever pattern to create Ooh. the perfect developer experience for working with APIs. Take all your microservices, databases, file storages, identity providers, as well as third-party APIs, and combine them into your own Firebase-like developer toolkit without getting locked into a specific vendor. Imagine that each of your applications could have its own de- dedicated BFF, best friends forever, while being able to share common logic across all your applications. That's the Wundergraf experience. Um, What's Wundergraf?
2: <laughs> I don't know. You know, this is the thing <laughs> about being a software developer. <laughs> You know, I don't like working on software over the weekends, but I love reading about software, uh, software innovations and stuff like that. And uh, I ran across that story and then I ran across another one of a very similar product called uh, Supabase, Supabase, not super, but Supabase. And it basically is uh, generally the same thing, another kind of open source kind of I don't want to say freemium but they do have paid tiers and stuff like that much like uh does or Wundergraph. um and yeah it's kind of a it's kind of a cool combination of open source tools that allow you to uh do some interesting and fast uh development stuff when you're trying to build a full stack application and uh, you know it's very popular these days to do all that and uh yeah it just looked into me and and again you know the stories were a little bit light this week uh, you know <laughs> trying to find something interesting that uh, would uh, peak in everybody's interest and this maybe is not up your uh, up your alley because we don't generally talk about software development stuff here but uh you know i was just in the mood and uh, that's why we have this here and uh, check out Superbase too if this if this story interests you Superbase is another product that uh is also open source and has a you know a premium tier and stuff like that for hosting and and everything else. Um, uh, definitely some cool stuff, especially with Superbase doing stuff on top of PostgreSQL. A um, lot of kind of cool tools plugged into that to basically take your uh, take your your PostgreSQL and actually expose a REST API to the entire database as well as a GraphQL uh, interface for the database as well. So uh, very 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 cool cool stuff and tools and you know i know some of that means absolutely nothing to some of our listeners but <laughs> for those of you that know what those things are
0: <laughs>
2: you'd be interested to
0: maybe check these two stories out if uh if that's up your alley all right sounds great It's not something i'm going to be checking out even though i do software development but you know maybe, maybe it'll come back around someday i don't know so Cheryl had to step aside. That's why we're continuing to read stories here without her and she will not be here for the rest of the show. So, well, I'll make sure to sign her out when we when we get to the end. But you're going to hear one of our dulcet tones reading the social media stuff at the end, but <laughs> But anyway, we, we definitely need to plug on. And uh, like we said, this is kind of a light episode for topics because VHF contest, summer general malaise, whatever. And of course, we don't want to keep borrowing from from the folks over at that uh, you know, na- unnamed uh, club in the UK. <laughs> that <laughs> that post <laughs> <laughs> So, all right. I do want to bring up some stuff about Hamshack Hotline for our Linux and the Hamshack segment. This is just going to be some addenda from the episode we did, our deep dive into Hamshack Hotline, part one. And it sounds like there will definitely be a part two at some point. Not sure when that will be, but I think we've gotten through the fundamentals. So the next one is just going to be for the, uh, the pure experimenters and the people who really want to get their hands dirty. I I talked with um, one of the senior engineers over at Hamshack Hotline, call sign KG6BAJ, if I remember correctly. Hopefully, I am remembering that correctly. I I could do something, you know, cool like look it up, but no, I'm just going to go from memory. It's
2: good enough. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And we had a nice discussion about Hamshack Hotline, and he listened to our episode. We discussed some things, and there were a couple of things he wanted me to clarify about Hamshack Hotline, so I'm going to do that now. The first one is, if you, if you actually listen to the live show recording, there was about five minutes of audio about me talking about a certain thing that you can do with Hamshack Hotline that you cannot do with Hamshack Hotline. You can technically do it, but they don't allow it. For those people who downloaded the episode, you didn't hear that part because it was cut out. It's basically linking public phone service to HamShack Hotline. They don't allow it because it allows, it technically allows an unlicensed hams to get on air. And they wanted to prevent that at the beginning, not have control operators keep control of it. They just wanted to not have that be an issue ever, ever, ever. So they don't allow it. And if they find that anybody is doing it, they will terminate your HamShack Hotline access. So don't do it. Since I was doing it, I stopped doing it. <laughs> uh, it's, it's not in their covenants and their TOS and stuff like that, at least not specifically. And I, and I read through all of that stuff, which is why I thought it was okay to do. And then it was clarified to me that it is not okay to do. And since I actually want to keep my Hamshack Hotline access, I stopped doing it. Just, just be forewarned about that. Next, there was some discussion about the experimental networks. There, there are five different networks on Hamshack Hotline. There's the North America called US. There's the European, EU, and the Asia Pacific, AP. And then there are two experimental networks, HHX and HHUX. And I said that those networks were for Canadian and US hams. Uh, HHX for US and HH or HHX for Cana- Cana- Ugh, Canadian. Canadian. Yeah.
2: Canadians. Yeah. Chinese. Whatever.
0: <laughs> our, our neighbors to the north. <laughs> And HHUX was for US and I was wrong about that. What it is, is the HHX servers are hosted in Canada and the HHUX servers are hosted in the United States. However, if you want to get onto the experimental networks with HH, you can use either one, regardless of where you are. If you just want to happen to connect to the server that's in Canada, you can use that one. If you wanna use a US-based one, you use the other one. So that's that's the difference there. They're both on the experimental side. And then there was a further clarification about the soft phones. I made the statement that you cannot get a soft phone unless you have a hard phone, which is half correct. You cannot get a soft phone unless you have a hard phone on the main networks, US EU AP. However, if you want to be on the experimental network, you can have just a soft phone. So mm. so that might make it easier for some folks who want to get in. You'll just have a, a, a experimental network extension. But you can just have a soft phone that way. It's on the main networks that they want you to have a hard phone first. So there's mm, that.
2: That makes sense. Okay.
0: And that, that was it. Apparently, the rest of the episode was just fine. Past scrutiny. No problems. <laughs> uh, so... So that was all taken care of, and uh, I think a lot of folks over there are looking forward to the part two, and uh, I guess we all are over here too. And then there's uh, one more addenda, which really has nothing to do with the podcast. I think I made mention on on the show that I was going to set up an audio link, which has a 7,000 extension, 7xxx, 7 and that allows uh, someone who's running a PBX like me on the hh network to allow people to dial an extension and connect to an audio stream so my thought was i was going to have our linux and Shack live icecast stream connected to an extension on the hh network that would allow us to have people listen to the live show that way well i've got the extension set up it's 7016 so if you're on hh you can listen to it that way right now it's connected to the up all night feed because that is actually running all the time, not just periodically. However, I'm having a problem getting the audio feed to actually come through clear. Whatever parameters I give to the application that's supposed to be reading in the stream, it does it wrong. It either comes through as static or audio at half speed or any number of other problems I've had with the audio feed. And when KG6BAJ helped me out, he set that extension up as a separate extension on a test box that he runs. And when he does it, it works perfectly. But for some reason, when it connects to my PBX, it blows up in a bad way. So we're still trying to hammer that out. But at some point in the future, 7016 will be a dial-in to Linux and the Shack Live. And if you get on HH and you want to listen to it that way, using a soft phone, for example... Uh, That is one way you'll be able to do it without connecting directly to the IceCast stream. So it's being worked on, and I'm playing around with a lot of other stuff on HH. So it's been a lot of fun. Of course, there's still a connection to my All-Star node if you want to get on All-Star. If you don't already have All-Star, you can connect to mine. Extension is 94141. And uh, if you go to the directory, you can see all the linked connections, the RF bridges, the audio bridges, and everything. So. And since now, you know, you can get on the network without having a hard phone, I want to see more people doing it. So, <laughs> and, uh, I think that's really all I had to follow up with on that. And then anything else we have to touch on, whether there are any future corrections or future additions or whatever, we will get to that when we put out part two and hopefully we'll have, uh, circumnavigated the world of HH after the second episode. So. moot <laughs> Nice. <laughs> All right, so that's all I've got to say about that. And uh, Bill actually has an announcement. So, what's your announcement, Bill?
2: Oh yeah, I was uh, yesterday. I recorded with the uh, Linux Lad Lads podcast guys. Uh, at least two of them: uh, Connor, who we had on the show uh, not too too long ago, uh, and uh, Amalith. Two of those guys uh, over there on Linux Lads, and uh, we rec- recorded a, a lengthy podcast. Uh, not, not, I guess, not too bad. Maybe a little over an hour <laughs> talking about. Uh, amateur radio and, uh, of course, a a little bit about the Linux and the ham shack and, uh, where they can find resources for all that good stuff. But it was uh it was a pretty fun conversation kind of just talking about, uh, how to get started in amateur radio and, and, uh, you know, it's kind of where to go and some interesting things that you can do, you know, kind of just, you know, just getting the shallow end of amateur radio and stuff like that. So it's going to be, it's, it's in their current season, which is season seven, and it's most likely going to be episode 11. They're in episode nine right now, but they have 10 in editing already. So this will probably be episode 11. As soon as it comes out, uh, we'll go ahead and uh, cross link it. So, uh, so everybody knows that it's there and stuff like that. But yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. It was a, it was a good, good,
0: good, good time recording that. All right. Very good. So how come they just asked you? They don't, they don't like me. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to have you on, but then it was like uh, it was uh, in the middle of your concert, I think. So <laughs> it wouldn't have been convenient for you. We'd have to schedule a new date. <laughs> well, I thought, it- <laughs> and they always record on Saturdays, and this was just happened to be the Saturday that they were recording. So, so it wasn't
0: early in the day.
2: Uh, it was uh, two, two, o'clock after- two o'clock in the afternoon.
0: Two o'clock in the afternoon your time. Th-
2: but yeah, it would have been three o'clock your time.
0: Oh uh, yeah, that's what that's when things were starting to get really busy around here. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. so well
2: who knows we like asked back on again uh you know it's uh it was kind of a fun kind of cross-pollinization of the two groups so uh yeah we like doing these little uh you know caring and caring uh with other podcasts and uh spreading the message to some people people that don't know about our podcast so that's uh that's always good
0: absolutely can't ask for any better than some cross-pollination especially if we pick up some listeners and maybe they pick up some listeners so if you are not listening to the linux lad podcast and you're the kind of person who likes to have a bunch of podcasts in your in your feed reader you definitely should check out the linux lads they're they're good lads
2: good lads yes <laughs>
0: All right. Well, that brings us down to the end, and I'll go ahead and run through the new subscribers, supporters, and live participants real quick. We had a new subscriber, Paul Mooney, jump on. We had some folks join us on Facebook. We had Greg Dewing, Martin Butts, Brett Black, Alan Medwick, David Stiber, Draghi Smizania, something like that. I hope that was appropriately uh, Russianified or wherever he actually is from. I mean, that could be any of the, what, Baltic nations. I don't know. We also had Peter Van Az and Michael Cunnamond. We had uh, Matthew Fouch join us on YouTube. On Discord, we had Steve8132 and Ulf Vestman, who wanted us to know, apparently, that he's in Stockholm. So, woot, woot. <laughs> so yes, another Sveed joins. Sveed representing. Absolutely. And in the live chat, we only had Ted, W-A-0-E-I-R. I do see that Ed n 2 xtd is connected via phone to the Discord, so he might be listening uh, to the stream or something. So we'll just go ahead and mention him too. I'll I'll just put him in there, and both of those guys are are supporters of the show anyway, so they they can stand a, an extra mention. Yeah, but. All right, and that actually brings us down to the end of the show. So, thanks everybody for listening. We hope you enjoyed, and we hope you have a great week. And we'll do it all again in one week's time. And it will be our Weekender episode, the 93rd edition of the Weekender. So, we'll all have a good time, a random topic, and just a a fun discussion, whatever, you know, wherever the chips may fall. So tune in for that, and we will catch you next time. This has been episode number 472 of Linux in the Hamshack. For Cheryl, W5MOO, who had to step away, I'm Russ, K5TUX. And I'm Bill, NE4RD73.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Shack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page at patreon.com LHS Podcast or by using the contribute list on the homepage. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter and YouTube. You can also drop us an email at info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at one 909 lhs show that's 1-909-547-7469 visit the online lhs merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show themed merchandise until next time remember to always heed your hedonism